Art Talk, a place where artists talk about art things and stuff about creativity to help you do art stuff too. Yeah, let's do it. How about you introduce it this time? I want to go straight to like radio voice. This is Brittany Ferns on the All Art Talk podcast. <laughs> Oh, it's really exciting. Episode 15, we have Brittany Ferns in the room. Thanks, guys. Don't sound so excited. All right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm excited. No, I'm, I'm excited because I don't want anyone to take this the wrong way, but this is bringing some feminine to the podcast. It's our first female guest, and I'm really excited... And I know, Brittany, that you've listened to quite a few of our episodes as well, or not to put you on the spot, but I know a couple. And so there's a few things I want to talk to you about. One, you could just like slaughter us. If we're, I, I'm just so interested in your perspective on everything because as I said, like, yeah, it's really good to have some feminine in the room. I totally agree. Female energy. I love your guys' podcast. It's super honest. And I was going to actually message you both a long message yesterday because I was just catching up on a few and just say, yeah, how much I love it and how honest it is. So, no, you guys are doing a great job. That seems to be the general feedback. I think a lot of people like that it's just a natural chat and, yeah, it doesn't feel forced. It's basically because we don't really know what we're doing. <laughs> that's, it. That's, where it, that's where it comes from. But look, we usually start these, I guess, guest podcasts by starting from the beginning. But I've been holding off since your exhibition that you had last week to ask you any questions because that's what I'm all about. I want to hear that. So, obviously, it was your first solo exhibition at Granger Gallery, was yep. it, in Melbourne? In Canberra. In Canberra. Yep. Awesome. So, yeah, I'd love to start the podcast here because it's relevant and it's just happened. It's fresh in all of our minds. So, if you wouldn't mind telling us a little bit about that and how many pieces you had and just the whole experience, that'd mm-hmm. be amazing. Yeah. So, last Thursday, I had the opening night to my first solo exhibition at Granger Gallery in Canberra. It was called The Space Between You and Me and it was kind of a bit of a journey into the past and kind of about a bit about my family identity and my identity and that's kind of where I started with that and it was the first time that I've ever done a collection of artwork. Usually I just do one painting and then sell it and then that's it. So yeah yeah, it was cool to see all the paintings kind of in my studio and then represented so beautifully at Granger Gallery. It was such a special moment for me and Casey and Richard who run the gallery, own the gallery, They just made it look so beautiful and I was blown away when I walked in there. It was a super special experience. It looked magical Mm. from what I could see. My legs have got goosebumps. (laughs) (laughs) It looked really amazing and magical. And I mean, yeah, definitely space complemented your work very well. It looked magic. I was devoed. The piece that I wanted sold. Uh I messaged Britt yesterday and I was like, I would have bought that 100%. It sings to me. I don't know whether it's the colours or just the... I don't know. It's magic. I really, really love your work. Thanks, Mitch. A lot. I mean that. I know. You've got a couple of pieces at home. That's good. I do. I'm slowly collecting. Yeah. I'm a a collector for sure. I like to support artists that are doing cool things and I feel like you're definitely doing that. I'm hearing Britney ferns everywhere. Yeah. In the treetops. Yeah, me me too. Even in the short amount of time that I've known you, Britney, you know, we've had a couple of conversations and yeah, I think where we just went over a recent event, but it'd be really nice to go back to the start because I know that your journey is quite cool and interesting and maybe 
you know, was a transition at a certain point. You were kind of in the creative space and you've kind of taken the leap into the the artist journey. So, yeah, if we go all the way back to the start, how did... It's not that far back, to be honest. Well, Um, that's the best bit about it because, yeah, you're doing so well. You just had your first big gallery and it's... How many years has it been? I think I started painting in 2017. That's so cool. Just after that. Before that, I was a textile designer uh, working for an Australian fashion label over in LA. When I moved back home, I was pregnant with my second child. So kind of went into the stay at home mum sort of mode, but was like still itching to do something creative. And because I was doing textile design, I was very much on the computer. So I kind of wanted to do something with my hands or just, you know, see it in the flesh. Of course. When we moved back, we were super poor. <laughs> yeah, we just like had no furniture. I had to start all over again after being in, in LA. While we were over there, I was the only one working because my husband was looking after our son. He was 10 months at the time. We came back home and I couldn't really afford materials. So I kind of just like found this house paint under the house and like bits of old wood and just started. So <laughs> like actually house, but like yeah. it was someone else's paint. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> just like started painting. But the technique that I do, I guess, like the plaster sort of painting, well, that actually came from when I was 17 in doing my HSC. I was. I created these kind of like really abstract cement rendered pieces. Mm. So when I got back into painting, which yeah, was only four years ago, I kind of, I didn't know where to start. And I just thought it was like the last thing that I did. All right, let's do that. Awesome. Wow. It's so cool. Mm. It seems like such a unique medium too, you know? Yeah. I love the like depth and texture of your work. Like you, you feel like you can actually touch it, which I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if you meant to, but yeah, it really pops, which is awesome. Yeah. It's crazy. And mixing that with oil paints, right? Yeah. Uh, and acrylics. I'm kind of like experimenting a bit. I also just bought some natural pigments. I kind of want to go down that route for a bit, but yeah, um, predominantly a mixture of like cement renders, plaster and oil paint i thought that was just a bunch of rocks that you had in that pestle and water in that studio photo i thought you were just yeah, it gr- was. is it just I rocks grinding pigment that's amazing yeah wow it's so cool let's have you seen that photo yet? no i haven't we'll put it up on the instagram it's like i thought you'd just been up to glenrock and just I grabbed did. A, you did Literally <laughs> not then. it's the best thing ever and like that's that excites me because it's so far from what i'm doing as well mm. and i'm always so inspired by what other people are doing and it makes me go how can i be not going to glenrock Rock and Glen Rocks. <laughs> Come with but me. How, yeah, yeah, let's go yeah, have yeah. a little Glen Rock party. No, but how can we as artists be thinking outside of the square from what we're already doing to make our craft better? Yeah. And that's what we've always got to be kind of pushing ourselves. And yeah, that's really exciting. Art talk. We talk art here and we create it at MitchRevs.com. I think there's a lot of like interesting directions we can go here. Um, one of the things that I do know our audience or a large majority of our audience the sort of category they sit in are people that are kind of doing art or are cre- very creative and wanting to sort of transition into some sort of career or at least maybe get some, you know, a, a side hustle or something going on. And 
you kind of, you know, were like, yeah, we were super poor. We got back and sort of brushed over that. But what what was the drive there? Was it the fact that you were a stay-at-home mom and you had some extra time? Explain that process to us because that's not, it's not like a small thing to brush over, you know, and it's like, I think there's some value because now, you know, in four years, which is a relatively short amount of time to sort of be able to be selling your work and having your own exhibition, you know, there's a lot there, I reckon, that people could, you know, get some value out of. I guess from the house painting my mom ended up ended up investing in me as she always does and bought me some proper supplies god love awesome (laughs) mom's always there shout out mom i bet she'll be listening as well she's she's got all those original ones actually the little handmade ones (laughs) jokes on her she'll be making good money out of them (laughs) i gave myself a bit of a time limit though i said I'm going to try. I've always kind of wanted to do my own thing. Like I've had a failed business before as well. Before I was an artist, I decided to go down um, the textile design route and I did like a whole range of clothing. I went to Bali, like got everything made, but just did not have the confidence in myself back then. And it was just never going to work because I didn't really believe that I could do it. You know, this just was not going to be the case this time around. I was going to make it work and was super persistent. But I gave myself a deadline and I said, so it was two years of painting and I had 400 followers on Instagram and I was selling work to mum and a couple of friends. That's and so, so awesome. Work. <laughs> I'm going to go home and try and sell something to my mum and she'll probably just go, no, give it to me. <laughs> oh, that's so, so funny. Good. I, I love that. Yeah. This is special. These are the special things that we want to hear. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, she's always been so supportive and she felt a bit sorry for me, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> she believed in you, I think, is well, what we meant to say. She's given you the drive that you have today to go, hang on, maybe I could do this and make it work. Because art isn't usually the career choice you pick when you go, fuck, I'm poor and I'm broke, I need some money. You yeah. don't go, I'm going to make art and hopefully try sell it. You go and know that you're going to get actually paid for the work you do somewhere else. Yeah. So That's I think true. it's interesting that you did that. Well, it was also just the need, like, to make things, you know. Mm, Some people just are. feel like they need to be putting stuff out there. I don't know. I just, like, needed to splosh some paint around a canvas. Yeah, so, yeah, for two years kind of wasn't really getting anywhere, but I didn't really expect, I didn't really know where I was going to go anyway. It was just a hobby and I was just practising and kind of doing it um, on the side after when I had time. Yeah, I gave myself a bit of a deadline and said I'm going to go back into textile design if you know someone actually like said this someone like greenhouse interiors don't pick me up because that's kind of like my only chance to get my work seen and then that week i got a message from julia from greenhouse interiors and wow yeah asked me to jump on board so that was your deadline they were the ones you wanted to get picked up by and on the week wow (laughs) there we go that's the magic Wow. And what do you put that down to? Do you put it down to just... I think I, s- I said it out loud and I don't know. It's just... Wow. Oh, that's awesome. Mm. Um, yeah, I mean, there's so much I hear there. I mean, that those two years that you were doing, you know, and you said there wasn't much traction, but, you know, you were practicing your craft, obviously, and, and got you to that point. But it's that area, that grey area where I see a lot of people... You know, for whatever reason, because there's so much to take into consideration here. It's like circumstantial some people have to drop off but it's like those that two years is the make or break for me because if you're not putting in that that amount of time for your craft if not usually longer without getting any sort of applaud for it or getting recognized for it a lot of the time people are striving towards that 
you know, what happens when you have your 10,000 followers and you get swipe up or whatever it is, or your work selling, mm-hmm. but it's, it's all the process in the middle where the magic happens. Like you, I, this is my favorite term right now where the magic happens. Totally. Yeah. And you really need to get through that. So how does it feel now to be on the other side, like selling out shows and, you know, you've got collectors There's and all these things. Still a few things. available. Still, still a few pieces available. Okay. Um, no, yeah, it's crazy. Like, I just don't even think about it. I feel like I just haven't had time to process it all. But, yeah, it's really cool. I, I really still feel like I'm just at the beginning of my journey, though. You definitely are, mm. which is which is the most exciting part. Yeah. Like, there's so much room to grow, even though, you know, you're already at a point where you're successfully being an artist, I guess. Yeah. It's so cool. I'm so fascinated by it. I, I love it. It's yeah. Just, yeah. It's amazing. How, how did you guys meet? I think I've been selling prints for about two years now. And I came into the gallery and spoke to Kelly. And it was during lockdown, actually. Shout out, Kelly. Yeah. yeah. We got a beer from Burger Co. Yeah. Had a chat <laughs> she just talked me through the whole like print process. Yeah, it was my first lot of prints. And then I've been coming in every week since which is pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, I think you're the first person that I met when, when I came into the gallery and, and Kel was like, this is Brittany, you're going to see her a lot. She's like, awesome, look at her work. And it was so good. <laughs> Kel's so proud of you too. I love that. It's a nice little family we've got going on for sure. How does your art talk? Email sean at mitchrevs.com. I want to talk more about the show. Like, what else happened? Like, who did you go with? Yeah, so the kids actually were in isolation. They had, like, a, co- a positive case at school. Anyway, the rules had just changed, so luckily Ben and I did have to be in isolation but it meant that he had to stay home and look after the kids which kind of sucked I was excited for him to be able to experience it with me because like he has been obviously a big part of this whole process because he's been predominantly looking after the kids while I've been working on this exhibition and that hunter medical research project and all all whatever in between so the last few months has been like really busy and he's been with the kids so yeah it would have been good if he could come with me but luckily I had a friend Laura who owns late yeah the skateboarding mm-hmm. shop yeah she drove down with me and I met uh, um two other friends there which was nice to so, not be there on my own yeah of course I would have come down and, and held your hand through that I think <laughs> if you were going on your own yeah I know <laughs> So is the show still running? Like, how long does it run for? And and you said there's still a few pieces left available. Like, where can people find those? Yeah. So I've got it all in my link on Instagram. Mm -hmm. But yeah, they're all available through Granger Gallery. And you can just follow the link to Granger Gallery from Instagram. Linktree. How good is Linktree? Yeah, Yeah, it is the best. Link in bio. Do you remember when you could only have one link in your bio? Oh, no. (laughs) You, yeah, I mean, a lot of traffic comes through to the MIG online through Linktree. Yeah. It's a huge amount. So wild. It's like I was in the hotel room with Laura the next day and I did a charity piece and I was like, oh, we're just laying in bed. And I'm like, I've just got to quickly like set up this link to this charity piece. And I'm like, I'm just in this hotel room in the bed like doing work it's just wild like (laughs) it's so awesome (laughs) oh it's crazy hey so you came into the gallery last week and told me that you were thinking about moving to mexico yeah what the hell's going on there i know well yeah so about 10 years ago (laughs) is this this news to you Brie comes in, she goes, hey, I just want to know, like, do you guys also, like, send artist work? And I was like, yeah, of course. Like, if you need us to post anything, I'll just take it to the post office. And she was like, yeah, cool. Uh, I'm thinking about moving to Mexico. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go there. Yeah. 
I know. It's pretty crazy. Yeah, so about 10 years ago, Ben and I sold all our furniture. Uh, we were living in this little apartment on the beach and just had this big, like, yard sale and just took all our furniture down there and sold everything. And then we were like, yeah, we're moving to Mexico. No don't, we don't. We just we didn't know why. We just had this pool, like, we're doing it. Anyway, probably good that we didn't go when we were, like, in our 20s. But yeah, This was so, pre-kids, right? Yeah. yeah okay. <laughs> Would have been a bit of a different trip. Yeah. <laughs> no. Um, yeah, so... That didn't happen because Ben got into paramedics and we ended up moving down south to Jeringong and not going to Mexico. I was speaking to one of these, uh, a mum from my daughter's ballet class, and she said that her and her husband are moving back to Mexico. And it kind of like brought back these feelings like, yeah, why not? I want to Mexico. So like I spoke to Ben that day and I was like, do you still want to move to Mexico? He's like, yeah, why not? I'm like, all right. So, okay, is this actually happening? And I can, we keep asking each other like every day, okay, so we're doing this, we're doing this, okay. Uh, I feel like you just have to do it. Like you can't not now because- oh, I've put you, it out there now. You're oh, too deep podcast. in. Yeah, yeah it's see, I feel, like, I feel like there's something here worth digging deeper into you, because, you know, Brittany, you know, you've got a very gentle nature and I don't know, I think that there's, there's a part of your personality definitely that is heaps more willing to jump into things or be adventurous or then maybe- you, you let on, you know, uh, or what you might get in first impression, because it seems like the over and over again, you know, you're willing to take these sort of leaps off the cliff. Like, is there anything behind that? Or is that an accurate assumption? Because there's not a lot of people that would just, oh, right. I, I mean, I can, I resonate that with that so deeply, but I'm like quite out there and you'd meet me and be like, yeah, that guy would do that. Where like, yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. I've just never been able to say like no to these sorts of opportunities because you just don't know what's going to happen in those kind of wild decisions and moments yeah i love that and uh, yeah so this last year i guess like with the kids being home and the year before that with covid and everything i just haven't really felt like i've been that present with them like i've had so much work i took on board so much work this year uh, without thinking that you know the kids are actually going to be home every day and we've also got to do the whole schooling thing mm. and yeah i just i think i just want to be of adventure with them and I also kind of want to change up what I'm doing because I I feel like this last year has been like super fast pace and I don't really know if I'm going down the direction that I want to go down Mm. so I just want to have that time to kind of like think about the kind of artist I want to be and what work I want to put out there. Mexico has got an incredible art scene. Yeah. I think it's something like three out of the last four best pictures in the Oscars are from Mexican directors. It's like oh, wow. an un- disproportional number. And when you just like go home and just go for a deep dive into like the Mexi- Mexican art scene, it's like full of color and abstract. It's like insane. And like Lady of Water, what was that film that won the Oscar? Something of the Water. It was oh, yeah. sh- The Shape of Me or The Shape of Water. It's like absolutely out of this world. Like, and it's just this abstract nature and it's something deeply ingrained into like the culture and out of its come this like crazy art scene so yeah, wow. and photographers some of the best photographers in the world they're all from some mexico real good cocaine so, there too. <laughs> <laughs> that's <laughs> i think yeah that's where yeah that's really why <laughs> but it looks like you're picking the right place <laughs> no well when i think of mexico when, when i think of mexico all jokes aside i think of a britney fern's artwork like i see yeah. a lot of inspiration in your work 
is surrounded by that culture. Is that mm. a right, the, the right well, assumption? Yeah, so we, we did actually go to Cabo, Ben and I, and yeah, we, we really loved it. So I moved back from um, LA and I really loved the Mexican influence in LA. That was like the, my favourite part of, of LA, just like the Mexican culture. Also, my mum is from Uruguay and South America. Uh, and she never taught me how to speak Spanish and it really bugs me. Mm. Sorry, mum, if you're listening, I mention it all the time. <laughs> the kids do Spanish lessons at the moment. They're already better than me. Yeah, the plan is to kind of, hopefully we will learn Spanish as well when we're over there. We're thinking we'll fly over to LA, get a camper van and drive down the Baja Peninsula and wow. then ferry across. She's mapped this out. She knows. I love how during the, it's, it's become a maybe and now it's like the plans are set in stone. She's already got a plan, <laughs> I can tell. She's taken us through the roadmap right now. That's awesome. Art talk. We talk art here and we create it at mitchrevs.com. So you said something before which really triggered my mind based on the last few months and because everything's been so crazy and hectic that you're not sure if you're going down the road as an artist that you had intended. And I think that's very easy to do, especially nowadays with social media and you kind of get in this grind of work and when it comes, you take it on because you don't know when it's going to soak up and you're looking at the person on your feed and they're doing so much and it's really easy to just get stuck in this trance where you just the cogs don't stop and i find Mm. myself in that position a lot of the time too and you know i'm going to be a dad next year and these things i'm already thinking about and i'm like i'm trying to slow myself down now to prepare for it because i know once they're here i'm not going to have time to do what i'm doing now or i'm going going to have to make time so like I guess the question I'm trying to ask here is like, what is it that you were trying to achieve? Is it to work less and be smarter about it or? I definitely need to be smarter about it. So you guys are going to be sending my prints from now on. I'm not going to be doing it. I I kind of like felt like it would be a burden if I gave you guys all those prints to send. And then I was like, I'm so silly. Yeah. We haven't really enjoyed. And I think like every parent would be the same. The balance, the work-life balance that we've had. And yeah, I'm not sure if I'm going down the path that I really want to go down. And I just keep saying yes to things. So Mm -hmm. I can foresee that if next year I do the same thing that I've done this year, I'm just going to keep pumping out work. Yeah. And yeah, I just want to have some time to kind of, you know, really think about the work I put out there because I don't want it to be like you guys mentioned as well on a recent podcast, like greenhouse interiors. I love them, but I don't want to have pushed so much work out there and have something that is just on trend. I want something, I don't know, I want to say something important or meaningful to someone and I want it to be cherished. Amazing. And that's a progressive artist, you know, Mm. you have to be thinking about what you're going to do next because, yeah, it's just part of the process so good on you for recognizing that i think the first step is going fuck from some from the outside someone might see you on instagram and go wow that's exactly what i want to be doing she's painting amazing work she's selling it she's she is the epitome of an artist but still you're not sure whether what you're doing is right and there's nothing wrong with that Mm. about that at all like that's amazing to to know that about yourself so yeah and and like you said you've only really started art three or four years ago so like you can do whatever you want you know that's the that's the beauty of it i love that i know but i feel like you could easily quite easily just keep going down this path and then it's too late to then like 
change it up. Well, I respect that a lot because the easy thing outside of the energetic drain that it's taking, the easy thing would be to just continue to keep doing the same thing because it's working, right? So the real challenge is to mix it up and and pick the direction that you want to go. Like, I admire that a lot. I am, like, I am nervous because, like, you know, things are going really great and I should be, like, just continuing to do this. Like, it is, seems crazy. And I do this a lot when things are, like, are going really good. I'm like, hold up. Yeah. But <laughs> Why I, are things going this good? Like, this, this I, isn't right. I truly believe that, like, whenever you're feeling that tension, like, and there's that fear, it's, like, on the other side of that fear is, like, the next step, the progression. You know, you've validated that people are going to buy your work. So, if there's some... As I said, the easy place is to keep doing that or you're like, oh, there's this other thing I want to do, which is create less and, and make it maybe a little bit more exclusive. It's like, that's the direction to go. <laughs> mm. My brain's just firing after thinking about what you're saying right now. Well, because this is a similar path that you'd like to go down at some point, right? Like, well, no, I'm just trying to analyze the questions from different views. Like the way that I looked at it, I took from that that you were saying that you you wanted to change your style up and do something different. Is that incorrect? Not necessarily you change up my style. The like, way that you present your work, you want to change. I'm, I'm thinking like at the moment, I sell to a lot of wholesalers and I really appreciate everyone's support, but maybe I do want to do like a, just a few more exclusive sort of pieces. And I still have so much to learn as well. And I kind of also want to experiment with some natural pigments. I enjoy doing what I'm doing and it's still early days. And I think whenever I do try and change it up, I end up going back to kind of what I feel comfortable with doing, which is nice because that means I've kind of found Mm. what it is that I do. So not so much that it's maybe even selling less prints or having like less work out there. Just, yeah, I feel like I've got so much, I don't know, like it's not even that much work, but I can just see like I've had a few kind of, uh, you know, offers to or to do this and that. And, you know, I just don't want to say yes to everything because then my work's just like out there on everything. And I'm- Absolutely. We spoke about this a yeah. couple of podcasts ago. I'd said the same thing. I was like, my vision was always to, for the first four or five years of my career, was to do as many prints as I could in a way that was still limited run. But, you know, if there's artists out there that are starting off and they're only painting one painting here and there, you're only exposing yourself to half a dozen people. The, yeah. the prints have been my saviour. Yeah. Like I wouldn't be able to absolutely. be a full-time artist without those prints. But you're now in a position where you can go, you know what, next year I'm never doing prints again. All I'm going to do is paint originals. And the amount of money that you would make from selling, say, 20 prints out of a print run, you'd be able to sell your original for that. I don't know. Those prints are going to get me through Mexico. I think. <laughs> do you know what I'm saying? No, like I'm trying to yeah. feed off it's, what you're yeah, saying. It's not even, yeah. And I do love doing the prints uh, and I plan to release the paintings from the Granger Gallery, hopefully on my own website and you guys print them and send them. So I'm hoping, yeah, to do that, which I'm super excited about. And I do love the prints and I do love that people have the opportunity to invest in an artwork that they may not be able to afford a $3,000 painting. Yeah, lower so, price So, you know, point. I don't want to just be like, oh, I'm exclusive now. I just, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I just feel like maybe I haven't had time to like think or process everything and I just need some time to figure it all out. And that's totally okay. I love that. I feel like that's where you win. <laughs> yeah, it's like a bit of a phase. It's like an experimental phase and like that's 
awesome like everyone kind of goes through that i've definitely been through that as well you know and i transition <laughs> my life is that <laughs> <laughs> i know that you you opened your own gallery or art studio what about six months ago now would it be that long yeah so uh, well it's not open for public Ooh, yeah well, very, very you opened space. it for yourself <laughs> <laughs> you moved into yeah. a gallery space oh no well it wouldn't studio be a gallery space. studio yeah. how did that you know change it did did you learn anything from that? Has it changed the way you work? Was it? <laughs> yeah, I, I love it. So I was just painting in the spare room at home, not even a spare room, just one of our rooms at home. And there was no space. It's tiny. So I could only do like two paintings, you know, and mm. I thought like I've got, if I've booked in this exhibition, there's no way that I can, you know, cram. And I have paintings like all over the house. It's chaos in there. But, um, yeah, so it's been awesome to have the space. And also, whenever I walk in there, I just get really excited. I don't know. I love it. It's so um, inspiring. Yeah, it's cool. It's really cool to have your own kind of little area to work. Yeah, well, I went and had a look there maybe a month or two ago now. And it was like, yeah, walking into one of your artworks, you know, yeah. it's like... It's different when I enter my own space because I don't oh, see Oh, the space it is starting to evolve space. into a... Well, yeah, yeah, I'm sure it's totally different now, but she was working on... Britt was working on the Hunter Medical Research artwork, so that was kind of laid out across the floor and there was pigments and oil paints with the lids off and it was like, I wish I had a camera other than my iPhone, like a film camera, yeah. so I could just snap photos, but I also didn't want to interrupt her space either, so I was just like trying to take it all in, but... I think for anyone out there who is painting out of their room, like that's, it's it's awesome, but it's also not necessary. I think people can get an idea about needing a space and it can actually hinder them from creating work. Mm. Like Prudence was painting out of a laundry for years and mm. she's had all these shows. You don't need a studio space to make amazing work. You don't need the most expensive materials. You can use the paint under your house. Yeah. You can use all these things and create amazing stuff. So... People out there that are listening to this and don't, don't have the studio or can't afford it, don't feel like you need that to make amazing work either. Yeah. No, and it could eventually happen. So Absolutely, yeah. yeah. What was the turning point for you to get a studio space? Yeah, just the fact that I had booked in out so many things, you know. Yeah. So it was like Could you go back? Happen. Could you go back to your, your house now? No, no way. No. <laughs> oh my gosh. I mean I still already have paint I lug everything from my studio, not everything. I've got a box of like paints which I take home and I still paint on the rug at home, which yeah. you know, it's what I used to do. So I still do that all the time. I'll bring it back to the studio and then back to my rug at home so what did you do with all this creative energy before you painted because you're in textiles and and you transitioned because you wanted to but like it's it sounds like you're like creating all the time what I were you do, doing i really love painting like i can't imagine not painting anymore yeah no i've always wanted to do something like i said i had that failed kind of business because i was just buzzing to get some stuff out there mm. but it wasn't really the medium that i you know, was I wasn't very good at it either. So, was there someone that inspired you to start your style? Like, did did you have like someone that you looked up to? Yeah. So I guess I was kind of just looking at what was happening in the Australian market at the time. I used to do those abstract sort of cement rendered paintings. So I, I kind of yeah. So I stuck with the that sort of similar materials, but I was just kind of figuring out. I don't know, I was looking, yeah, at a lot of local Australian artists and, yeah, just, like, trialling things, I guess, at the start. And, oh, I did it, like, uh, you know, if you look early on in my Instagram feed, you'll see a lot of, like, tropical vibes. And that is also from, like, our little trip that we had 
from LA to Mexico and yeah so I kind of just start and I thought about like sort of travel experiences and that's yeah what I guess initially motivated my paintings and all the all the men and women that you paint are they particular people or are they just no so they're actually of no one in particular and I don't have any reference images really Mm -hmm. so um but I do often think about my Uruguayan heritage I'm very inspired by wanting to know more about that culture which I just haven't really experienced so I often go down that path and kind of these I guess like quiet quieter scenes like I feel like life is really hectic and busy and I just want to paint these sort of quieter scenes which is so unlike my life I love that is that reflective of the name of your exhibition too is that something yeah it was kind of I don't think I'm going to be able to explain it well now but it was kind of like these conversations you have in your head like the space between like I don't know where you're going and where you want to be and who you are it was all kind of a very self-reflective sort of thing Mm. that I was going for how does your art talk email sean at mitchrevs.com I wanted to talk a little bit about the hunter medical research thing if you want to talk about it Britt because that seemed like that took up a lot of your Mm. brain space yeah so I have not come from an academic art background so when I got asked to do the Hunter Medical Research artwork, which seems to be quite a big honour, like I'm not going to say no because I never say no to anything. So I'm going to say yes, but I feel like <laughs> I'm really out of my depth with this one. And I actually ended up seeing a mentor to just get an idea of kind of what sort of pathway to go down. Because basically I had to create a piece of work that represented the winning researcher of the year, which was Professor Nick Talley and his research on gut health. And I had to... That's a crazy brief. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. a crazy brief. Nice, nice simple so one you, there. Where, <laughs> where do you find, as an artist, a mentor to help you construct a brief? I ended up contacting Newcastle Art Space. And I had a very lovely mentor who kind of... She was so knowledgeable. But I got so overwhelmed. I remember talking to you yeah. about that. And you were really anxious about like it not being good enough and... You just seemed like you had a lot going through your mind at that point. Yeah. Well, I, and she's also like a um, very traditional artist and what I do isn't traditional. So it was quite conflicting and I really didn't know what avenue to go down. But in the end, I kind of just had to trust my gut and <laughs> I left the mentor and just yeah, had to think about it from my own perspective. That's what they've asked me to do. But she was super helpful as well. But yeah, I just had to do the final execution on my own. And I was, yeah, really happy with how it all turned out. But, yeah, it was a really challenging brief and it took about six months of kind of small little trial artworks and, like, sketches and of totally different to what I usually do. Mm. So, yeah, it was full Without on. a doubt, I'm sure you grew a lot over that period, though. I'm sure you learn a lot of things that you're probably even unaware of. Oh, yeah, and I had to interview the professor. Yeah, how'd you go with that? Oh, well, <laughs> they asked me if I wanted a translator. When, and I was like, oh, it's just going to be a casual conversation. It's fine. But all the medical lingo that uh-huh. he was, I just like... <laughs> the translator. Oh, yeah. It went like straight over my head. I barely said two words. And then, like, had to, lucky I recorded it. I listened to it about four times and, like, you know, dissected bits and, like, looked in the dictionary and, yeah, so. Wow. <laughs> it was crazy, but. Well, the artwork was incredible and you can also find that on Britney's Instagram. Yeah, and it's, a char- it's a, like, going to be auctioned off and all the money goes back into Hunter Medical Research. Oh, when's that? I think it's the 26th of 
yeah, this month actually at Earp Brothers Distillery and I'll be there. Uh, it's like a meet the artist sort of thing and awesome. the artwork will be there. Yeah. How cool is that, that the world is open again and we could do things like that? Oh, tell me about it. <laughs> Perfect timing. Yeah, exciting. Did you come in here expecting we're going to ask you things that we haven't? I wanted, no, to, t- I wanted really. to touch on your exhibition. I wanted to touch on the Hunter Medical Research, a bit about your process and who you've been inspired by. I wanted to talk about Mexico and cocaine. <laughs> um, yeah, the transition of like what you were doing before to what you're doing now. Anything else? Oh, I think we covered some good ground. How do people find you online, though? Brittany.ferns, I think. Yeah, I can confirm it is. I, I <laughs> well, every time I go to tag you in something, your backup comes up. Oh, yeah, okay. I should delete that. Yeah, just, I got um, hacked. That just was crazy. hide it. Yeah, you got hacked. Let's talk about that. Yeah, that's why a good way this, to end. Why are so many people hacking Instagrams every time oh, they do giveaways? What the fuck? Yeah, it was crazy. I, I don't know. I think it was my fault. I followed a link, but I didn't realize I did something that stupid. So I was like, what? I got hacked. I was logged out. Yeah. And it was, I thought, am I going to have to start over again? But then I kind of liked it as well. Like a part of me, I was. <laughs> well, that was it. I like, I mean, yeah. And it's, just, this is the reoccurring theme for me is your, your, your willingness to start over. And then for me, that's, this is what I've got now. This conversation is like, when that happened, I remember you came in this, the gallery and you said, yeah, I got hacked and you were like, I just started and then you were back on Instagram the next day and you it was like the start of your journey again, yeah. you know, and there was just like, oh, well, let's move on with it. Yeah, I feel like you can create, like with Instagram, you've kind of created, and it's probably like when you don't have that many followers, I don't know, it's probably fine, like I can probably change it up. But then I also feel like I've created this like style and that's me and now I can't like do anything mm-hmm. different. So mm-hmm. I thought, you know, maybe this is my opportunity to do something Is this a sign? <laughs> yeah. But anyway, I got it back and I'm thankful for that because Instagram is like the main channel that I work with. So, you know, I, I need to figure it out. You need to talk to Sean about I do, other ways. I, I, I do. I do. <clears throat> I need um, I need some help, serious help. I'm just on my own with Ben, actually. So, Shout out to Ben. <laughs> yeah. We're in the same, we're in a mentor group together. He's got the mentor ben. and I need the mentor. Yeah, group. Ben and I. Yeah, yeah. Really? Yeah, yeah. Shout out to Ben. Well, He's we got awesome. him on the I'm Sober train too. Yeah, he got, got a message from the other day. 78 days or something in. Yeah. It's been really good because, uh, oh, we're going to talk about alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> there is such a funny thing about, around alcohol in Australian culture. So, yeah, no, it's really good that he's doing the sober train because it makes me i'm less keen to drink during the week and we're all better for it he seems like just such a wholesome i haven't he's on once or twice he's on an awesome journey i love him yeah yeah Yeah. he's been on his own like very different journey over the last two years yeah yeah and he's smashing goals yeah and that's you know so i'm like are you sure you want to move to mexico if you're just like kind of starting your own thing (laughs) but anyway we'll figure it out yeah, awesome. awesome. Well, it was so good to have you here. I'm really excited to see, I guess, it feels like, to, without saying it, that you're going to make some pretty big moves over the next couple of months with possibly the direction of your artwork. I'm sure you've got things in the pipeline that no one knows about. So we're looking forward to see what comes next. And also, stay safe in Mexico. Yeah, thanks. thanks well, let's so timestamp this and have a chat again to Brittany in a year or so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, call me when I'm over there. <laughs> Thank you so much, Brittany. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Britt. Art Talk with Mitch Revs and Sean Wood. Paying us a five-star review on iTunes.